Blog Talk Radio. And good evening and welcome to Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Today is Sunday, a special Sunday show, October 5th. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Eddie. Eddie, good evening. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, Ready? Can't believe Wednesday is the drop of the puck. Start the season all over again and this wild, crazy show and then enjoy a, the uh, comeback of hockey into our lives. Yeah, exactly. But I know you, you must be happy the Giants are uh, rolling. An exciting they, day of New York football. Oh, yes, especially with the Jets. Uh, but yes, with the uh, yeah, so uh, I'm ready. I'm I'm jazzed to see what's gonna. I feel like I'm rooting for a whole complete redo of the Rangers, even though they have a lot of the key guys back. But even some of their veterans, you know, like St. Louis, it's his first complete year with the Rangers. Oh, you know, Rick Nash certainly has been around for two or three years, but uh, you know, Broussard's Eight. not been running. You know, I mean, these guys are. I don't know. Eighteen goal scorer Rick Nash. Yeah. I told I told uh-huh. Justin the other day, I said I said after watching the game um against the Blackhawks Friday night, I said I may I said I may have to change my expectations of Rick Nash. I said eighteen goals may be more like it. He looks terrible. Wow. I think he looks terrible. He, he, he didn't have a he didn't give any indication. And even Martin St. Louis as well uh, did not give any indication that they're off the schneid. Uh, I, I still see Nash not converting. You know what I'm saying? He's getting a chance or two, and it's just not going. But I'm not about to write the uh, epitaph. Is no, I'm epitaph? not either. But epitaph, I think. Uh, yes. I'm just, I'm, uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you said it last week. You know, you really can't expect uh, forty goals out of him. I think it's outrageous at this point. Uh, uh, he's he's definitely slowing down. Uh, you know, and whether it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Is it a, a, a true center iceman? Is I don't know. I'm not. I'm not it's buying that. Well, I think it's, it really – it's going to have – like last year, it's going to have to be a, a team effort. It's going to be all three lines pitching in, and it's going to have a fourth line uh, that shuts down the other team and comes up with – you know, beats the other fourth line, you know, uh, and pen, or pins the other team in the uh, zone. That, that it's going to – this is how Vigneault is, is – his mantra is four lines. And I think – what you're starting to see with the addition of what looks like Ryan Malone will probably make the team and, and, and the addition of Kevin Hayes and uh, some of these other players, that during the last 
his first cup run with Vancouver uh, against the Bruins, he um, he took away from that the importance of playing four lines. And I think what he took away from the Rangers' loss to to the Kings is, or at least the is is the they need to be bigger than they are. And I think we may may just see that with both of those guys possibly making the team. I think Malone probably will make the team. He's had a really good camp. And um, so I think the Rangers, and I think it's wise that the Rangers go in that way because that's the way the most successful teams are. They're bigger, they've got skill, but they're bigger and they roll four lines. So. Right. And, and I think... I think he did a good job of using all four lines uh, last year, you know, especially in the playoffs. But I think he also realized that you, not only do you have to roll four lines, but you need a fourth line that that can score. And you know, I think he's going to look for as the season goes on. I think he's going to be looking for more scoring out of his fourth line that he was getting than they were getting last year. Right. So <clears throat> you know, well, we do and, have, and what. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you said no, you. I think you have some no. News. Finish you your have thought. Some I news? have. Oh, I just just today today's news. You know, the uh, let's see, uh, the waiver wire. The final cuts will not be announced until tomorrow. But this is from Andrew Gross, by the way. I thought it was Tuesday, but, but I, uh, well, I he expects not. he's reporting Monday. But uh, today's waiver wire gives a pretty good indication of their thinking. Defenseman Michael Koska, the crazy Greek, and Steve, Stephen Kampfer have been placed on waivers, a requisite to reassign them to Hartford. So it appears that Matt Hunwick will be the seventh defenseman. Uh, Hunwick, a University of Michigan product, was the seventh-round pick of the Bruins. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, also today, goalie Cedric Dujardin. Expected to be the Wolfpack's number one goalie has been placed on waivers now that he has recovered from a groin. The initial plan was to include Desjardins and the roster cuts announced on Wednesday, but Desjardins' injury prevented them from doing so. Uh, looks like Lombardi, Guy Lombardi, yeah, Robert, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Guy Lombardi will go to, uh, looks like he's going to Hartford. Uh, yeah, he did not look uh, ready. I mean, he didn't impress at all. Um, he looked. He just. You could say he stinks. <laughs> no, I can't say he stinks. I mean, he's coming from you know playing overseas, and he just didn't impress. And uh, you know, I would say I can't say a guy stinks. I mean, he wasn't. Gonna, uh, I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't look like he belongs on the team. Is that was that okay? Can I say that? Well, <laughs> I'm not That's just a polite way of yet. saying he stinks, if you ask me. The only guy I saw that I could say that really stunk to join up was uh, Koska. He didn't oh, play he's very well. He stinks. He stinks. That guy stinks. My but, God. Uh, you know. But it, other than that, um, I did not – I don't know. I, I thought that uh, – I, I, I mean, I'm certain certain guys definitely impressed. The, the guy, look what, look what my boy Chris Mueller. I was talking about him on the last show. I was saying how like I thought he was playing well, and you know I was reading all the blogs and all the web pages, and uh, some people were saying okay, he looked okay, and some people were like ah, he stinks. Well, according to Vino, out of all the center icemen, he. He really has been impressed by Mueller's play. Yes. Uh, you know, he, he's got him ahead of uh, uh, Oscar Lindbergh, the Lindbergh baby. He, you know, he, he, you know, a lot of the centers that came to camp. Now, again, Mueller's on the uh, the smaller side, but uh, still, you know, it's it's. I'm trying to find out where that that statement was where he. Uh, I can't. I can't uh, find it right at this point. But you know, well, oh, yes. I can tell uh, you that uh, Andrew Gross is also reporting that Chris Mueller will probably center the fourth line, and that uh, Oscar Lindbergh, baby, and Kevin Hayes will be going to Hartford. 
And now the Rangers also still need to decide. I want to get your opinion on this uh, as to what to do with Derek Derek Stepan because they can either put him on long-term injured reserve, right? Which means which means that they would not have him available for ten games. Or they leave him, and it would allow them to carry an extra forward. Or they keep him on the roster, in the hopes that he comes back sooner than ten games. But then they can't add another forward. I'm of the opinion to give him. It's the beginning of the season. Give him the ten games. Make sure he's completely healthy, and let's carry another forward. That's that's what I feel too. Um, last year they got to you know. They had such an awful start, and they were able to recover. I think they can they can fill in with him and, and not, you know, they certainly survived that awful start. They can do without uh, Stepan for 10 games, and then he'll come back fully healthy. I agree with you totally. <laughs> no, uh, I, like, I just want to – we need to welcome a new chatter here. We have Sather's ball bag in the chat. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the only thing wrinkly, more wrinkly than his face, his ball bag. Wow! Uh, by the way, now did you watch the whole <clears throat> the? Uh, excuse me for my voice. It was a very long uh, karaoke night last night. And before I go any further, I would just like to say thank you to everyone in the Blue Shirt Underground, especially you and and Christine for contributing to our uh, fundraiser last night. It was an immense success. Uh, It went very well. We had a great time. Thank you. And and we actually, our karaoke host was calling out numbers, the money that we'd raised all night long, and actually did a a two- to three-minute tribute to the listeners of Blue Shirt Underground Radio and and how wonderful – they are and and what a great show this is and he's not even really a hockey fan so it was uh it, it was it was nice to hear and, and yes a, a great uh, great job by you guys for for kicking in some money we did a great job and uh it was a lot of fun but yeah it was a long karaoke night so i apologize for my voice uh say there's ball bag as always <laughs> welcome to the program uh, i'm i'm just uh i'm honored to, <laughs> to have i'm honored i'm trusting Oh, so back to my story. Uh, Friday night, did you watch the whole game, the the Blackhawk game? Uh, no, I didn't. I okay. didn't watch well, the game at all. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know if you read this. Uh, Scott uh, Scott Arneal coached the team behind the bench on Friday night with, I believe, oh, assistance. Yes, with I believe assistance from Adam Graves. Uh, Av chose to watch the game up in the up in the press box or up in the suite with grandpa was up there with him. From what I read, I did not see him on TV. They did show AV upstairs watching the team during the game. And who do you think sitting right next to him? Would it be, would you, the assistant coach, right? (laughs) Right. Would you have to be one of the assistant coaches sitting up there helping him, you know, get a look at the team and design the, the team and how we're going to go forward. It would be an assistant coach, right? Maybe a, or maybe a, a you know, an X's and O's guy up there. No, <laughs> not at all. Let's put the PR guy up there next to AV. Yeah. So he gets his camera moment. Oof. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe he's AV's consultant. Rosato making an appearance. Uh, God, I don't know. I don't know that that. I thought you were going to say Mark Messier, but he's no. apparently now he's up he's up there with Edmonton now, right? I yeah, think. yeah. He's you know, yeah. He, uh, you know, it's all kind of funny. He wants the coaching. I mean, let's look at the timeline, folks. He wants the Rangers coaching job. He doesn't get the Rangers coaching job. He immediately leaves whatever phony baloney title he had, you know, figurehead, you know, ribbon cutter, uh, hot dog guy you know, that he had with the Rangers. And he says, oh, it's not because I didn't get the coaching job. Then he starts this hockey in Harlem 
he's going to build these ice rinks or whatever it is he's going to do. And all of a sudden, he's now he's with the Edmonton Oilers front office. So if you don't think now all of a sudden, I, I refuse to believe that there isn't a little rift here between uh, Mark Messier and the Rangers. Or, well, or maybe, maybe, maybe ramps. Well, maybe he sniffs the uh, blood in the water if Edmonton fails again and, you know, the more highly coveted Dallas Eakins is not uh, doing well again. Perhaps he may slide in there. Kevin Lowe could say, oh, mess, can you take care of this mess up here in Edmonton? There we'll you go. Yakupov, uh, going or whatever. Edmonton might be the right place for him because, I mean, yeah, he'll be under scrutiny, but he could he can go up there. He's not out of he's not in a, an immense spotlight from an NHL level like he would be in New York, and you know where there's not as much pressure to win immediately. I think he'd be given a little more uh, leeway up there. Oh sure, but he wasn't. He could, for him it for for him to think to be to be spurned by the fact that Glenn Sather shows Elaine Vino over him just shows you I mean the ego is just uh, listen I, I know I have to do this caveat because he was one of the greatest players I ever said and one of the greatest Rangers but his his ego is I mean you know Brett Favre-ish I mean it's <laughs> he's he deserves things and uh, and so I'm uh, good, good for him. But the Rangers are better off. They got Elaine Vino, and I, 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 and we certainly saw them go to the Cup last year uh, under some, some extreme circumstances, under some pressure, and and that's why I think the Rangers will be better than I think they will because I, the coach is is better, the staff is better. I like the way Elf Samuelson works with the defensemen. I think yeah. Scott O'Neill's done a pretty good job. Uh, you know. Uh, and uh, I like I like the fact that he saw a lot of different players in camp. Um, some guys uh, on the first cuts, Christo went right down. Uh, I guess he's not as far as lo- along as uh, you know, I had hoped and a lot of us hoped. Also, uh, Connor Allen, who was, you know, regressed because he was, uh, you know, a guy they were thinking that would be that number seven guy. And yeah. he was sent down on the first cuts as well. So, he was Costa's um, heir apparent. Yes, Costa was banking on him, but the, he did not look good in, in in camp either. It's been a highly competitive preseason, and I, I, I like to see that. Although I don't know whatever happened to Samuel Moreau. Does anybody know? Did he even get invited to camp? He was the guy I was looking at, and uh, he played Traverse City, and I don't know what the hell happened to the guy. The island of Samuel Moreau. I think he may have got lost on him. Maybe the chat room knows why he was shunned. I feel like he was shunned, Jim. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have a couple, a couple of questions for you. Things I've noticed sure. this this preseason. This is one of the. I think this has been one of the most entertaining preseasons I have ever watched of any sport in my in, in really? my entire life. And I, you know, I know it's, I don't get real excited about preseason for any sports. Yes, I'll sit and watch, but it's kind of like, meh. And then usually if it's baseball, I can watch about three innings. Football, I'm good till about halftime. And hockey, eh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just kind of like in and out for the whole thing. But I think these have been very entertaining games, at least maybe not the shutout the other night against the Devils. Last night against the Devils, but I didn't. Uh, in all honesty, I didn't watch much of that game at all. Um, but I think the games, the games against the Blackhawks, I thought were really good games. I thought the games against the Flyers were were pretty entertaining. You know, it's not like yeah. and it's not like football where you know, or it's not even baseball. You know, where you have where you have a starting lineup and then they play for you know, a couple of innings or or a quarter, and then they're all gone, and then it's a bunch of guys that you know are bagging groceries in a week. You know, you see, you know, these guys get to play a couple of full games that you get a good look at them. And, you know, it's just, you know, granted, I don't I don't expect to see Costa uh, ever again, but some of these guys, it's been kind of fun to watch, and, and we'll get to the, the, the hot button issue, you know, we'll get 
to get to him in just a minute. Uh, the most exciting rookie the Rangers have had in, in camp in years, probably. I mean, uh, forward-wise, I mean, for I mean, just a forward that's exciting. Uh, I don't think since Kovalev. I mean, you think about it. I remember being. I, I remember. Remember when Matt Gilroy had that great preseason, and they were like comparing him to Leach, and yeah, you know, we all know how that ended. And Michael Delzato had a good camp. <laughs> he was he more like Terry Leach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and then we had Delzato. He he was he, he was <laughs> went pro by still in juniors. He still had a year left uh, eligibility. Um, I don't remember too many forwards that have come down the pike that have. You know, they, I mean, they're standing out and making some just like. Super plays. I mean, he's looked fantastic. I mean, he's finishing and he shows a lot of poise. And it's hard to imagine that because they keep pushing this on the broadcast. Are we getting to the hot button issue yet, or uh, I, if you're ready, to, if you're ready to go there, I'm, I'm right uh, along. Uh, I'll back off a little. I'll back off. Well, well, I think this was the guy that Gordy Clark went up to his Quebec team. I don't know. I don't know. If, I think it's the Ramparts. I don't know what team he's playing for up there. But uh, went to Duclair's junior team and said to him, you know, in the middle of a season, you, you know, you're kind of playing, uh, you know, you're kind of okey-dokey it out here. You need to keep playing. I mean, the guy had 50 goals and 59 assists or 59 goals and 50 assists or whatever he had up there. And he, he had to tell him, listen, you're okey-dokey. And for that guy to come into this camp and then state, I'm here, I want to make the team shows that, you know, the little kick in the ass may have been put him into the mind frame of uh, 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 what he needs to do or just it's a maturity thing. And he's come here, and I know it's against preseason players, but there's there's plenty of other guys out there that are trying to make an impression who who just didn't or couldn't, and he has been spectacular. So I I feel like if you come here and you you, you show something – you need to deserve to make the team, and I, I, I know, uh, I know the Rangers have like 600 contracts going now. I don't know if they can get them under the contract limit. I don't know. I don't mind wasting the eligibility. Uh, is the one year, um, but if it didn't happen, on the flip side, I wouldn't be that disappointed because I think he's a little too small, a little too lean at this point. Uh, I think the guy is could get hurt playing with a lot of these bigger guys. He may not have grown into his body yet, to use a Matt Gilroy term. So I don't know. I mean, where are you on this? Where is the, 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 the throngs of Ranger fans? Well, I mean, you know, very divided, I think. Even, I mean, what did he score for? He's got, he had four preseason goals, right? And right. I think... I'd have to go back and look. But, I mean, two of the games that I think he scored in, uh, the Chicago game for for sure, I mean, he wasn't just playing against a bunch of guy, a bunch of AHL guys. You know, the big uh, – Chicago, in one of the games they played against the Rangers, had all their big guns in the lineup. They were full crew and complement, as they used to say on Star Trek. Uh, so he wasn't just – you know, and, and Crawford was in net for both of those games. Um, I'm pretty sure he scored all his goals off starting goaltenders. I don't remember any Scrabinis in there that he was scoring on. My <laughs> Joe D says Saint Louis never grew into his body. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and and of course there is a you know, and I said through the first week of training camp or the first week of preseason games. When everybody, you know, saw him score a goal in a preseason game, and he's got to make the team. I said, did we learn nothing from Michael Delzato? How quickly we – my grandmother used to say, how quickly we forget Pearl Harbor. So I used to – started saying, how quickly we forget Michael Delzato. But <clears throat> I think he's – I think he's got a maturity level that is better than Delzato's. And I think that – he might be a forward is might be a better risk because a defenseman when you when you only run three lines of defensemen out there, you know he's going to get exposed. 
a fourth line, if he has to play on the fourth line of forwards just to get his feet wet, I think they could live with that. Does that make, you know what I'm saying? Right. I you mean, know, and, less, and, and, and less, less chances of him um, being exposed. I, I, well, I think that's the first thing I would, if I were the coach, that's the first thing. I know the kid can score. I mean, at least he scored in, in juniors. I want to know if he can he can play defense in this league and not and at least play it semi responsibly. You know, up to a Chris Kreider level, where yeah. Kreider's not the greatest defensive guy, but he can get away with it if he you know because he makes such dynamic plays. Um, I want to see if he can you know go up up and down the wing first, and that's what what he would be asked to do if he was on the fourth line. You know, or the third line. I'd like to see yeah. it with Hagler and uh, Dominic Moore. That would yeah, be a Dominic, good line. Dominic Moore is probably going to center that that third line at least for starters. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm kind of leaning towards keeping him. Let's see. Let's see him on the roster. I think. I guess. Um, I don't know forward wise. Are there any other of these young forwards that that have been that are going to make the team? Did they is Haggerty still on the roster or is he waiting on a decision? Uh, Hayes, I know I, they're still waiting on, but he's probably going to go to the AHL. You know, I, uh, I'd rather see young guys get a chance than the, than these retreads from the that have played in Switzerland or Norway for the last right. three four years. You know, nothing against the great I, guy Lombardi, but. I think the Haggerty's only real veteran, okay. I think Lee Stepniak will 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 hang around. Although I didn't see much. Uh, I mean, I, I saw you know he looked like a guy like he's not gonna he's not gonna hurt you. He's not gonna you know he may contribute. I don't know. I didn't get a real good look at him, but I think he's kind of penciled in as a guy that will play. Um, I think the only other young guy that's got a shot is Chris Mueller uh, until Stepan comes back. Mueller's a guy who can play on the power play. I mean, he, like I said, um, and you had mentioned Hunwick before, and Hunwick was a guy that I really liked what I saw of him. He, first of all, he's a left-handed shot, just like John Moore, who's the, the sixth guy. So if Moore struggles, you got Hunwick can come in. He's a lefty shot. Hunwick was joining the play, and that's what I think Vigneault is looking for, guys that will go up the ice and take the chance. So I'm not surprised by Hunwick probably locking down the number seven spot. And uh, so um, so I, I don't mind that. So I, I think, really, I, I, I Chris Mueller, I, I don't think Oscar Lindbergh looked all that great. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know about Hayes. They, they're saying Hayes is penciled to be sent down, though. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I, I think that's Well, he's a little a banged up, he, I think, too. And he could probably use a little more a little more seasoning. Yeah, Where I mean, are you on J.T. Miller at this point? I know you've been down on him. You know, we've had a, we've looked, had a camp. He looked okay. In the, he looked okay early on. But he he gets back to that like you know I don't know the fans are expecting a lot out of him I haven't seen the regular season results yet I haven't seen it in the regular season this is his year I know uh, you know uh, everybody wants to say he's a young guy was he twenty one you know it's just because you're young doesn't mean you're good you know, it's, right it's the old thing you right. know you can. There are a lot of 21-year-olds who stink. I'm not saying J.T. Miller is one of them, but, uh, you know, we, we just don't want uh, J.T. Miller to kind of, uh, you know, I don't. I, I want to see him. I'm in fast, too. Number 91 in your program. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He looked okay. He looked okay in the preseason. He got a couple goals. Let me see him put in 10, 12. In the regular season, let me see it in the in the re- you got your shot, you know, make the best of it. So, you know, we'll see. You know, I mean, uh, but uh, I'm glad. I think Ryan Malone is definitely the story of the 
the preseason. Um, you know, he's 34. I could live with that. We've had older. You know, um, yeah. If we can get 15 goals at him, then you almost, you know, you're replacing Puglia. I mean, Puglia had 20 goals. So, but still, I and I agree with you. I'd rather go with younger guys than a lot of retreads because really you're all building for the future. I mean, right. the Rangers aren't. I mean, although we did go to the Stanley Cup last year, I'm not looking for the Rangers to return to the Cup. I mean, it right. could very well happen. They have Henrik Lundqvist, and that's what we've always said at nauseum, is that you know they have Henrik Lundqvist. Anything can happen. They're in a bad. They're in a bad conference. The conference is not good. They could win that conference again. You know, but in order to build a good team, you can't. You know, I think this is going to take a while to get this team really on the right right track under Vigneault. Now, you know. And the Rangers, I think, I think lost in all of this while we try and figure out who should make the team and who should make the team. I, you know, it's nice. This is one of the first times we could really look at the Rangers, I think, as an organization and see a pipeline. You know what I mean? I mean, there are, how many years, how many years have we seen where maybe a guy's left and, you know, where they just – all they could sign was retreads and free agents, guys that, you know, guys that were either past their prime or guys that just weren't very good to begin with and, and had no, absolutely no young players that were a possibility of come, stepping into the lineup, young players that had any had any real talent. I mean, now they've got a – I think they're starting to build a real pipeline with these college players and these players from overseas and through some of their draft picks. And you know it's a pretty it's a I was thinking about it the other night when I was watching the game and, and watching Jesper Fast whether or not he he's on this team and how much of an impact he has. In this, I still think it's it's pretty. You're doing something right if you pick a guy in the sixth round that's even competing for an NHL spot. I mean, there's a right. lot of guys that get picked in the first, second, third, fourth rounds that never even get a sniff at the NHL. We've seen plenty of them with the Rangers, but that happens with every team. So I think well, that, you get a guy, you get a guy in the sixth round who's. I mean, that I think it's a, a testament to your scouting staff and your I, organization. I so. You know, I, uh, you look at Carl Hagelin. What was he? A third or fourth rounder? I think he was I think, third. I mean, there's a lot of third, fourth round picks like, on the, make an impact. Carl Hagelin's a hell of a hockey player. I mean, you know, he's a. a you know, he's a, a solid third liner. I mean, you know, on a bad team, he'd be a second liner. But I'm just saying, they have found gems, unfortunately for them, when they've had to pick high and, you know, uh, Dylan McElrath, that didn't pan out. But they have been able to supplement that and correct their mistakes with other guys. I think they really have... Gordy Clark has definitely dipped into the USHL, that whole USA hockey developmental program there, and right. found guys and been ahead of the curve on these guys. And now you're seeing a lot of other teams now going in that direction. Right. And, uh, yes, you're looking at – we're talking about J.T. Miller, 21 years old. We're talking about Jesper Fast. We're talking about Carl Hagelin, who's still, what, 24 maybe, 23? So. Uh, Kreider, another young guy. Matt Zuccarello is a little bit older, but I mean he's certainly not old. Uh, you know, twenty-six. So you got, uh, you know, so they've got a young core now. Of course, they've got the Rick Nashes and the Martin St. Louis, uh, but you know, yeah, there is a big influx of young players, and there Six, are coming up, like you said, a pipeline. Right. You, there is a pipeline, although I don't think it goes through the Wolfpack because I haven't seen the Wolfpack develop anybody on the offensive side, I don't know, ever on the Ken Janander's tutelage. I'm just waiting for, like, some guy that has never, you know, he just he just got taught or 
just got it in the AHL, and of course he becomes an NHLer. I mean, I don't know if that even works that way today. I don't know if you, you're, you're, you're drafted and then you you know you play, you get a first pro contract, you spend a year in the minors, and you come up. I don't know if they even think about developing guys who are undrafted or, you know, I don't know if that's still in the, the game plan, but. Yeah, a lot of and a lot of people will say, "Oh, same old range is going with old guys." It's not. No, it's it's not. absolutely not. I would like to see them develop a tough guy, a uh, a rough and tumble guy who's a fourth line hitter and who can fight, instead of going out and getting these. You know, although Tanner Glass looked good in that fight against uh, Stortini, which did you hear uh, Micheletti go nutso on that that fight? Did you see that? I did, and 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 I I wanted to talk about that, so I'm I'm really glad you you brought it up. Uh, go ahead, you go first. Well, when he said that Stortini is not going to play two games in the next five years or whatever he said, right? Like right. basically, I thought Tanner uh, Tanner Glass held his, you know, he held his own against the you know the guys obviously a throwback to the goon age. Let's face it, right. the guy's a goon. Right. He's got no hockey skills whatsoever. But uh, I was glad to see that Glass could fight. And uh, I liked Tanner Glass, what I saw of him. What did you have to say about that whole Glass-Tartini thing? The Flyers, well, first of all, the Flyers, they just keep finding these guys year after year. It just, it never changes. And that guy looked like a rabid animal. I mean, there was no better. He's sitting in the penalty box. The guy's got no teeth. He's got this wild hair. If he wasn't a hockey player, uh, he'd be, uh, I don't want to make light of it, but, I mean, this would be, he just looks like a very dangerous poison, as Mick used to say in the Rocky movies. It looks like hockey is about the only thing holding this guy together. He looked like he was going to chew his way out of the penalty box like Animal the Muppet. But I don't. Year after year, they just keep finding these guys with absolutely just slabs of meat on skates with no hockey ability whatsoever. And and I think because, I, I don't I don't agree with Micheletti very often, but I think he was right. McElrath's got to stay away from this guy. This guy's got nothing to lose. He doesn't care. McElrath could get his banana beat in, as you like to say, and one concussion, one good shot flattens him on the ice and it lights out. Another year lost in a career. But that he brings me to another question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that too. Which brings <laughs> me to another question, because that was a that was a pretty rough game. Uh, yes. there, there were a couple of fights. Glass went at it. McElrath went at it. Uh, you know, which kind of got me thinking. You know, these preseason games, the idea for, for every team and every sport preseason is to evaluate your players and get out healthy. Makes me wonder: Is it really smart? Is it really good business for the Rangers to be playing the Flyers in the preseason, knowing that there's a good chance that this is what's going to happen? Because how many times do we see this happen in preseason games against the Flyers? <laughs> I mean, really? Oh, is they dress. They dress like an. They dress. They dress like an AHL lineup in that game. There was. There was at least ten. I mean, there's at least ten to twelve players that had no chance of making the team in that league uh, in that game. Yeah, I mean, they dress like one of those teams that played in the same league as the Chiefs. You know, the Ogie Oglethorpe and Tim McCracken. I mean, those are the type of guys the Flyers dress for these preseason games. Well, it did I just get don't my know heart a little smart for the for the Rangers to do. I, it, did, you know. it did get my heart a little bit of flutter because it reminded me of the old days when it was just. We're going to settle the score. That's what preseason was. Oh, you beat us in the playoffs? Well, guess what? We're going to goon it up against you in the preseason games. And in a flyer Ranger game, we're going for three hours. Yeah. Wayne Simmons saying, oh, we're going to be out for blood against the Rangers. Then the Rangers stick it up their ass as usual. Frank Beaton would be fighting Moose DuPont. And then it would be like, (laughs) you know, Greg Hickey is going with Ben Wilson. (laughs) Greg (laughs) Hickey. Gets on the ice in the third period, finally, with like 18 seconds to go. Greg John Bednarski is fighting, uh, I don't Frank Bays. I mean, it would be like a total, like, it, 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 it was just, and like, you know, you would see like the, the temporary name plates on the back being ripped yeah. off. 
it would be entertaining. And that first period, that Flyer first Ranger game, that was great. Macarest had had a tussle. Uh, McDonough, his first second fight ever. I mean, his other fight against Adam Henrique. That must have been a match. I don't have the video on that, but I'm sure that was a brawl for all those two guys. I mean, uh, and uh, it's like McDonough's fighting? You know, so, and there was a lot of wise guy comments in that game. I think Stortini said something to Broussard, uh, like, you know, you better watch out. And he was said something to the effect of, well, uh, I'll be watching you in the minors. <laughs> yeah, I think for, I think Broussard said, uh, "Enjoy the AHL" or something like that. Yeah. Which reminds me, which reminds me of my classic taunt to Aaron Heilman: "Go back to the New York Penn League." <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. There was a lot of moxie in that game. What I noticed in the preseason, usually, which has been a little different, the first period and a half is very. Uh, was very fast paced, but then the the second the late part of the second and third we're back we're back we're back to <laughs> preseason hockey. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true, and I agree with Joe D. Why is McDonough fighting? I mean, something mm-hmm. must have really pissed him off. They never really kind of got to it why he dropped the gloves, but you certainly don't want him fighting. And what right. do they have to lose? He was fighting some. Joker, Kevin something, I forget his last name, was, like you said, never going to sniff the NHL. And why are we risking him out there against the Flyers? Right. So, I don't know. Look at it. The general managers, Paul Holmgren, and their coaches, Craig Berube. Of course they're going to goon it up. Those guys were fighters. I mean, you know. So, I mean, <laughs> they still think an old mentality. We're trying to get new offense in this, and they're, they're trying out their goons, which is ridiculous. I didn't see yeah. Mike. Did Michael Delzato play in that second game against the Flyers? Um, yeah, I think. I don't he, think. Did he? I don't think he played either of the games. Did he? I don't remember. Who would know? Yeah, man, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> he did play in that second game. He did. I remember them. Yeah. Was he a minus four? <laughs> Number the Rangers four. Had, <laughs> the Rangers had two goals, so he was a minus two. <laughs> so, um, it's exciting. I mean, you know, it, it, I again, I, I think the, the bandwagon fans that joined us in progress during the playoff run are going to be like, where's everybody? You know, where's the team from last year? It's a whole new team. And I'm kind of excited about that. I'm kind of excited. I, I, you know, I know we went over it when he left, but you know, I, the fact that Brian Boyle—I don't have to watch him anymore. Whether you like him, I'm just—I was sick and tired of seeing him out there. And uh, you know, it, certain other guys, I, I didn't want to see Pugliata Strawman go, but they went, so we got to move on. And uh, be interesting to see how Dan Boyle does. I think he's a guy that. If we see that he's not up to defensive snuff, uh, that we could be getting on. But if, again, if he can get, work miracles with that power play, I can care, you know. So, I it, it it's going to be very interesting. And uh, like you said, uh, influx of young guys. I like it was highly competitive. Um, you know, the, the Rangers. Uh, I. I think I think Avi got to look at more of the organization as a whole this time than he did last year, and uh, we'll see what happens. But the the I guess the big uh, uh, I think Ryan Haggerty looked good, although he's probably not going to make the team. I thought he looked pretty good. Rivik uh, he's already okay. been, he's already been sent oh, down. I was told down? that's what I was told from the chat room. Okay, uh, so. So and and Rivik, I don't know what's his status. Was he also sent down? Uh, yes. yes. I I I like what I saw. I think they got a little bit of depth. Now they just got to find the right line line combinations and who jives with each other and who 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 plays well. Right. Um, so that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm thinking at this point. Um, 
So that's that's all I got on that. All right. You want to talk to Costa? So, yeah, let's talk to Costa, see what he's got to say. All right. What's going on, Costa? Ah, things are good. Things are good. Things are good. How are you? Good. Hi. Very Hi. good, sir. Very good, sir. So well, what are you thinking? Uh, who did you like? Who didn't you like? Did you watch a lot of the preseason or just? Sure. Yeah, it's great. You watch the preseason. You want to watch the Stanley Cup, though. But <laughs> <laughs> he gets too nervous. I, I listen. I understand, Coast. There are some people that I know that did not watch Game Seven of the Stanley Cup because they just couldn't watch it, you know. And they were diehard fans. They were just too nervous. And I think sometimes it's better to stay away. Although I couldn't stay away because I'm a glutton for punishment. So. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch. It. But uh, so, what, what are your thoughts about uh, the preseason, and uh, what, what are you thinking? I like the Duke, man. The Duke looks very good. <laughs> I do, I do declare. <laughs> no, 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 I got I got I got to get Jim the escape from New York clip. Oh, uh, what is he? What, how's he escape me from New York? Clip? Duke from New York, you're right, number one. <laughs> He sure he's looked good, man. I mean, he I, certainly. I, I hope I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't shit the bed in during the season, because because we, because if he does, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets sent sent back to to juniors. Well, what's the what's the there's like a was it ten game limit? ten games? Yeah, ten. where you're gonna get evaluated and then you got to be returned to juniors or stay up with the team. Right. So. Uh, I know a lot of people. He's too young to go to the A. Yeah, he can't yes. go back. He has to go back to juniors. Right. Okay. So um, now, if they do keep him, don't they waste a year of his eligibility? He would have to sign a pro contract and I think so. entry level. Con- a lot of people that are are at least the cap geek type of people are always worried about burning a year of a guy's uh, ELC entry-level contract, but if the guy's producing and he's going to add something to your team, I don't mind about doing that. What about contracts? The Rangers worry about contracts? <laughs> I'm going to worry about contracts. We give goons three years deals. Uh, so, I, I, you know, and the Rangers, they need, I mean, think about how fast that team, I mean, they already got Kreider and Haglin who are speedy and and Fast is also speedy as well. Um, you throw uh, Duclair in there, and you know you got a lot of speed, um, and, and you know it, it could be dangerous. So um, I just like the way the kid uh, came in, and I just want to like just basically show the maturity that you don't normally see. I'm, I mean, I'm told. Um, I read, I read somewhere that 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 um, Duclair could have been a first round pick. But I think he was like hurt, injured, or something. I read somewhere. So, so huh. we could have we, we could have gotten a steal in the third round with this guy. Oh. Hmm. Oh, somebody's telling me that Duclair signed an entry level contract. How can he? He's not pro. I don't know. Oh, that's right. He looks a little like Don Murdoch. Let's hope yeah, he looks just like Don Murdoch. He looks just like Don Murdoch. Same hair, same face. Chubby face. (laughs) (laughs) I like Don Murdoch. Don Murdoch was, yeah, Don Murdoch, him and Kovalev are the last two forwards that I thought I ever excited me in in the preseason that I can think of. So we'll we'll see. Okay, so, so his, okay, all right. Duclair signed his last January. I don't know what the hell that means. In rookie camp. I don't know. Somebody say, stop using initials in the chat room. I can't read you say, in that shorthand. Say look, this say ball this bag. ball bag. If you're going to report news, you've got to report news. Don't tweet. Don't pretend you're tweeting. Yeah. Give us the news. Yes. You've got to report it like you're reporting to a 50-year-old senile man almost. Oh, Margaret Hurley says, <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Hurley says his style reminds her of Murdoch, not his face. The state. She called us asses, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Anya, 
I, I really did think he looked just like Don Murdoch. I couldn't tell them apart. Now, uh, Costa, I, uh, uh, what else is, uh, uh anything else, uh, are you gonna are you gonna be are you, are you a Ryan Malone fan or are you gonna be uh, heckling him calling him Coke Boy from the Raptors? Snowblower. Kind of snowblower you get us mixed up here with here, Seinfeld. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of you, we talking about the announcer. Well, kind of the announcers. You know, maybe I thought you were going to say Sam, but Sam uh, doing the NFL game today. You saw my message? So, yes, I saw it when I go, oh, great, this is great, because that means that opening night he'll be messing up things because he'll be like still in football mode. Uh, you say what you want about Sam, but you know what? Sam took Friday off for Yom Kippur. Uh, <laughs> listen to that, Giannone. Uh, why? Oh. <laughs> why? I don't He is the most boring play-by-play person I have ever heard in any sport in the history of sports, I don't know. What is, is Costa doing Morse code? Well, I don't know what he's doing. I don't he's know. Loud noise. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing over there. He um, is the. I, I don't understand how a premier network in the lar- in the in the biggest media in the media capital of the world hires this man and finds him capable of doing. Anything. And you know what else I found that was interesting? Because they had that bozo up in the booth, they put Dave Maloney in between the benches. And, of course, I like Dave Maloney. But do you notice that when when Sam and Joe are doing the games, they have to go to John Giannone. John Giannone has to be – he speaks only when he's spoken to. But Dave Maloney right. has carte blanche to chime in whenever he wants. He's essentially a third man in the booth. But John Giannone right. is not afforded that luxury. John Giannone is put in that little box. You stay in your fucking hole, and you shut up until Sam talks to you. <laughs> and we go to John Giannone to the matches. Wow, there was a little bit of drawing in between that play. Thanks. Thanks, John. You know, and then it's also, between periods, Al's guest will be, uh, he got a goal. Anthony <laughs> Duclair. Now back Mark to you, <laughs> Sam. No, Margaret I don't let that guy. He's on Margaret. permanent mute. Yeah. Go ahead. But they, but they, I love it that Dave Maloney gets to speak whatever he wants. Margaret said Sam had to atone for working with Micheletti on Yom Kippur. <laughs> both of them are dead. Both of them are those sea crews, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care how. No, that I think that basically that goes for. The reason they just stay is they have been working for them so long, and that's all that matters. You never leave. You've got to die in order to be fired or leave. And Gino's well, been working for MSG since 1986, so he's not going anywhere. Well, if uh, if he is, if he is going to, be, if he is the heir apparent for when Sam dies, then I want Sam. To live forever. I want Sam. If if something happens right. to Sam, I want him hooked up to machines. I want him reanimated, cut off his head, do like that Futurama thing. You ever see? They have Nixon on Futurama, and it's just his head in the jar, and and, and he runs for president. That's what I want, Sam, if if necessary. Just Sam's head mounted on a chair, uh, the whole bit. Keep Giannone down in his hole. Yeah, now Giannone is is horrible, and then. I think he's actually losing hair just to fit in with more of those. He's going more progressively bald. <laughs> he's accelerating his male pattern baldness in order to fit in with those other idiots. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people are talking about Danico now on uh, the Devil's Game. When he gets excited and his voice gets a little raspy, he sounds a little like Jesse Ventura. If you, you just got to picture it. Jesse the body, <laughs> the body shop, if you listen to him. Yeah, he certainly... But you know what? The thing with... First of all, Chico was the ultimate homer. I mean, you know, I think Chico and, and Marty basically had similar contracts. I think when he heard Marty wasn't coming back, that's what he said on the call. Yeah, Neil and Bob, you know what I'm saying? Neil and Bob, right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> is that your name? Is that what you do? But, uh, <laughs> these, oh! I mean, but I think Danico, if we just want to go just kind of shift into devil talk for a, a nanosecond, 
is more is very critical, and I think he's going to say some things uh, that will be more uh, controversial than Chico would ever would ever even imagine. Which I'm looking forward to when I do occasionally want to watch uh, the 85 year old Dana Zubris and the 95 year old Yarmir Yager and the 75 year old Patrick Ilyash and uh, those guys, uh, you know. Um, you know, play you know, all of the devils and beat the boring and the rest of those clowns over there. Martin Havlat and everybody's getting a tryout. And Jordan Tutu. Uh, so, but it should make things more interesting on that side. And, and, and again, why we're talking about other teams in the metropolitan area, the Greg Glenn, Glenn metropolitan area, the Islanders apparently have now won the Stanley Cup that they picked these two guys off. Uh, the, the waiver wire, the cap uh, fatalities, and Nick Letty, and uh, who was the other guy that got? Uh, oh, Zach Boychuk. Apparently no, now. This, what? Johnny Boychuk. Johnny Boychuk, sorry. Uh, apparently now they have won the Stanley Cup, and uh, <laughs> can just give it to them now. All the Islander fans out here were like, great, great pickups, great pickups. Yeah, they were a little bit improvement. You know, uh, but uh, let's not get too crazy. You know, you still got to replace Molson and Thomas Maddox goal scoring. And uh, anyway, I don't want to get into them. Getting back to the Rangers, I, I, you know, I like what I see. I again, I think J.T. Miller is, a, you know, this is kind of a shit. We'll get it off the pot kind of year for him, for, as far as uh, you know, <laughs> how high I think that feeling is for him. Uh, is he going to be a, a call-up, or is he going to be a part of the regular lineup? So, uh, Coast, do you have anything else to add other than uh, what? What? Hey, Jim, what's the latest on the uh, the what's it called? You guys going to a game? I like this season, right? Are you talking about the the Ranger game that my brother is trying to organize? Yes, sir. Yes, that is December twenty first. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going. I'm hoping you two are going. My son is going. My my father is going. My stepmother is going. So Eddie will finally, I hope, get a chance to meet my dad. Uh, oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So I mean, so we, we have when, a. When, when, when do you want the dough? How soon do you want the dough? Uh, talk to my brother. He's in the group. Jeff Schmiedeberg. Okay. Okay. He's organizing it. He's collecting the cashish, the whole bit. Okay. I'm leaving this, so this is in his hands. Yes. So, so trying if, to get and if anybody else wants to go, if anybody else wants to go, send me a message on Facebook, and and I'll refer you to my brother. You, you can PayPal him the cashish, and we'll go to the game. We'll have a good time, and hopefully we're going to have a viewing party the day before. So we'll we'll do this home. It's a Blue Shirt Underground home and home. <laughs> yeah, it should be good. Yeah, so... Uh... That would be interesting to see how everybody is in person. Uh, Costa, will you be covering your eyes uh, during the game? You'll see you'd be so nervous. <laughs> no. No, I know. I know. That's what I like about you. I've been, I've been to a game with Costa. I've been to a game with him. Costa, my they son is to... very excited that you're going to that game. What? My son is is excited that you're going to that game on the 21st. Because <laughs> you're so animal. Because you sit there so quietly and calmly, with your hands on your on your chest, watching the game, and then the Rangers score, and you're up and, and you're going ballistic. You're like you're like Angus Young when they score a goal, <laughs> dancing all over the place and running around and vi- violently shaking. And <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, it's supposed to be. He's like a human Mount Vesuvius when it comes to Ranger Gold. It just explodes. I love That's it. That's what I mean. So, uh, all right. We'll have more details on that. But, yeah, if you want, if you guys want to go to the game, uh, the tickets, I think, are $90 or $91. We got to, I don't know where we're sitting, but my brother's organizing the whole thing. Uh, reach out to me on Facebook. And uh, I guess, Eddie, do you want to come back Wednesday night and do, like, a preview Season preview yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I guess we could do a, a little bit. Yeah, we could do see a if we can bit. maybe we'll... find people that want to come on and give us a little insight on the Devils or uh, and the Islanders. Well, I, or something yeah, like we'll done do before. that. Or I, I'd like 
I like people to call in and think what they they think the Rangers are going to do. Yeah. Like as a team, you know, maybe yeah. some of the people that are in the chat room tonight, tonight, you know, write down a little bit who you think is going to have a good year, who's going to, you know, uh, you know, who's your personal favorite, and how you think the Rangers are going to do. Think the Rangers are going to return back to the Stanley Cup. You think, uh, you know, it's a it's a transition year. You know, it would it would take a lot for the Rangers not to make the Stanley Cup. I'm interested to see how, you know, we talk about all these other question marks. The question marks to me is still with Nash and St. Louis. Uh, if they can be consistent point producers this year. Yeah. Um, you know, Martin did not have the greatest of uh, regular seasons. I mean, he had times in the playoffs where he scored some big goals and stuff, but uh, – you know it, those questions are there, so we'll. I guess we'll come back. Uh, we'll come back on Wednesday. Okay. And I'll we'll see if I can line up uh, a guest or two for us. Oh, that'll be great. To talk about the other teams. All right, my friend. All right, sounds well, good, everybody. That was a quick hour. It was a quick hour. I went real fast. Stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So All right, we'll see so you guys Wednesday night. night. Good night, everybody.